Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Hello, local dreamers. Welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna, and this is episode 49, the stressed out music video. Make sure you've watched the video beforehand and are ready for an in-depth analysis. I am thriving today because I'm actually recording in the daytime. Um, I used to always record in the daytime when I started, and somewhere along the way, I started usually recording on Thursdays, so it would always mean the evening because of work. So it's nice to be back to the daytime. I hope you enjoy the bird ambiance. Hopefully the background is not too distracting. I feel like in general, summer just has extra background noise, but that's okay. I, I feel like it makes it more natural. Perhaps you can close your eyes and envision... <laughs> me looking out at my luscious green courtyard with its verdure and people walking their dogs. Yeah, so I briefly posted about this on Instagram, but I was like intently analyzing Tyler's arm tattoos when I was prepping for this because um, he briefly flashes them in the music video and <laughs> I was convincing myself the four arm tattoos represented the gospel um not saying they do but i started thinking of that because one of them has a cross inside of the symbol so i was like what if they all are like part of the process because there was a circle and i was like what if the circle's the stone that was rolled away so anyway i was i was like am i just delusional because i started this this podcast has made me delusional (laughs) i'm creating meanings out of nothing. So anyway, yes, I am I'm happy to bring the music video to you today. I feel like I feel like this was the first time I, I had a little bit more trouble like how can we make this skewed spiritually because it's mostly just like a narrative of nostalgia. But again, I think similar to the lyrical analysis, a lot of it is implication of what he means toward God um, by saying all of this. And there's still, you know, the symbols that we've come to know and expect throughout their narratives and their albums, especially in terms of isolation. So the spiritual elements are always present to me. Um, Sometimes it's just less direct. And I think this is one of those times for sure. So compared to last time, I have only one Um, background fact and I just thought it's insane that there are 2.7 billion views of this video on YouTube and it's funny when I go back and watch these videos and such I can find comments um, because for anyone who has a YouTube account um, you can your comment under a video will usually come up at the top and so six years ago, I commented under this video and I was like, you can tell it's in the Midwest because the roads are terrible. And then I quoted, um, tear in my heart. So I was making connections even six years ago between songs. That's what I like to do. Um, I also wanted to give a brief announcement. I have a crazy busy August. And so I think it's best if I take a little August break from the podcast, but I am for sure starting up again in October or September. I can't even get my months right because uh, fall just makes me happy. So anyway, I just wanted to let you guys know last year was the complete opposite where I was doing one every single week because of 
um, analyzing all my sons in this year. I was looking ahead and I have a lot of fun things going on but because of that I was like yeah I don't think it's going to be realistic and I think especially in terms of editing that's just going to be too much stress to try to make that work so that being said I will be back in probably the second week of September and we'll be we'll be moving along into ride which I also love I there's real like honestly there's no song that I don't love I think for a while I thought Heathens was overplayed, um, but even then, I don't dislike that song by any means. Anyway, I'll get into Heathens when I get into Heathens, so let's just jump right in. Starts off, and again, as I've already established, red is the blurry face color, so we quickly sense in that symbolism that blurry face is present with this narrative as Tyler rides in. Um, with his red beanie on and fun fact for those who both have and have not been to live shows um, they usually will highlight the red beanie at some point to intro stressed out or at least they have a couple times sometimes it's like on the screen and then one time I forget which tour it was but the red hat the red beanie was um, actually lowered from the ceiling (laughs) Tyler put it on to start the song so very much a Tyler-associated piece of clothing. And yeah, because of that, there's also the black paint, as I mentioned before, on his neck and his hands, which symbolizes that he's feeling choked by insecurity and doubt and all of those unpleasant things. I also just briefly noted that it's, it's immediately filled with a lot of nostalgia. Like I said, it's kind of that iconic middle-class slash Midwestern narrative and the music video is no different um even just with the roads being horrible like that's very much especially a midwest thing not that it's not anywhere else some potholes or at least some filled in potholes going on and it reminded me of my neighborhood growing up in that way and i also uh, played the video in real slow-mo like 0.25 i think is the slowest you can go because i was so curious to see all the different symbols that are on Tyler's backpack straps. Um, most, like, I was curious if there was somehow any, like, hidden ones or, like, Easter eggs or anything. Most of them are pretty straightforward, though. It's just, like, click, um, the basic symbol, the regional at best symbol with a circle around it. Actually, is that regional at best or is that blurry face? Either way, there are multiple iterations of their logo. And then just, like, T.O.P., and I especially noted the alien symbol, again, to pull into this idea of foreignness when it comes to Blurry Face and also the ways that Blurry Face makes him feel, making him feel out of place. And I think in a way, in the fact that they're on the backpack could kind of symbolize that he's carrying the band with him and all of the meaning that we've already discussed, but also that he's feeling a bit foreign because of the alien symbol. So, going into verse 1, he shrugs when he says, I wish I had a better voice that's saying some better words, and I think this is just kind of acceptance of his disappointment, as we covered in the lyrics. Um, It's very much like, I'm unhappy with reality, but there's also nothing I can do about it, and I think the shrug really plays into that apathy. And then he says, 
but now I'm insecure and I care what people think. And when he does that, he looks at his hands and the paint and whether intentional or not, I think that emphasizes that the insecurity um, is tied into blurry face and um, specifically with his hands, the insecurity is the art that he's making, whether it's playing the piano or writing the lyrics. And then goes into the pre-chorus where we see Tyler walking up to the house with his back to the camera and as it's talking about how his name is Blurry Face and he cares what you think, I think this parallels shame really well that he's he didn't become who he was supposed to or what he feels like is what should be the case um, and because of that I just thought it was poignant that I'd only showed his back and then I did really appreciate, though, how when Josh enters the scene and opens the door, the music cuts, um, specifically the line about Blurry Face and the pre-chorus cuts as they do their handshake, and I think it just shows that this friendship, this community, this unity can always easily come in and break through the music, break through the lies and the insecurities and the doubts. And I really like how that plays into his sense of strength and his sense of hope against these debilitating lies. And Josh, of course, is also mirroring the blurry face era with his red hair. So I feel like, honestly, this is, this is going to be quick. We're, we're getting through this fast. Um, there's really not a ton of visuals to really pick apart, but... Ooh, do you hear the cicadas? Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're working with what we have. Um, it's still complementing the lyrics nicely in a way that we wouldn't had, have had if we just had the lyrics. So um, that's what I also love about the videos. I feel like naturally they're always going to be shorter analyses because it's more just a complement to what we've already talked about. But with the, going into the chorus, they're in Josh's, I'm assuming, his parents' living room. Um... And I was noting, like, they cleaned it up so well. Like, I'm sure they were, like, meticulously placing things because they knew they were filming in there. Um, I feel like that would stress me out, personally. <laughs> I also love this, the upside-down mic. Um, I think it, it works well with the metaphor, but I was just thinking, like, I would love to see the way that it's somehow hanging because in my mind, I'm just picturing this huge wad of, like, duct tape or something. um and I just I just think it's so funny to like consider what's in the frame but then consider the messiness that's outside of the frame is just a really funny juxtaposition when you especially when you you've worked in in some of that kind of space but anyway that's just me humorously thinking outside the literal film box but I do think that the upside down mic um I think I briefly mentioned this before but it's it can kind of symbolize both that he's singing upwards towards God, whether it's indirectly or directly, and it could also be that the mic's coming down towards him because it's like the symbol of being gifted this message and being gifted these skills by God. So I also really appreciated that um, Josh had written the SG- SJC and the 21 Pilots question mark on the drum set I didn't realize at first but SJC is the drum name so even the fact that he had to hand write the drum name it's kind of showcasing this 
nostalgia of like when you're little you're just hopeful of all the possibilities of things that you could do or be and um, you're willing to fully invest in pretending that that's the current reality and um, so I just thought that was a cool touch of like even if he's potentially at a point where he could afford those drums he's still choosing to really buy into the video concept and handwrite the brand name on there and I, I just really liked that commitment and of course I really liked the 21 pilots on there with the question mark because even then it's like are we doing this is this, is this what we should be called like just kind of throwing up an idea and not being fully sure of it but also like they're performing confidently so it's it's also like you know when like thinking to myself like there was a there was a point in sixth grade where I two big things I wanted to start a band and me and my friends really committed to it even though like nothing ever happened we had like one lemonade stand where we were like we're raising money for instruments for a rock band and then um I also wrote multiple scripts oh my gosh what a throwback I wrote multiple scripts for a Disney Channel show um that I wanted me and my friends to star in and I remember I also wrote a letter to Disney Channel. I don't think I ever sent it, but I, I had addressed a letter to, like, all the Disney actors on Disney Channel and was basically, like, marketing myself and my idea. Um, but, yeah, I don't think I ever did that. But I was, like, convinced, you know, like, there's that side that's, like, I'm really insecure of, like, is this even good but at the same time it's like I was so young I was like 11 that I also had complete naivete and just belief that I could do anything so it wasn't crazy to me like it, it might be to me now or um and there's something so beautiful about that that kids genuinely just believe they can because why wouldn't they be able to there's just something so pure about that passion and yeah I think it's also unfortunate that we're so quick to want to squash that type of passion out of adults or be afraid to have that amount of passion for something because obviously it can let in more vulnerability to hurt and disappointment but yeah um it's also so much more fun speaking as someone on this literal podcast <laughs> um to lean into those passions even if it's scary or you really have to advocate for yourself to even belong, as I always have in a lot of different music spaces. So, anyway, back to the original point. Um, I just like how nostalgic this this handwriting made me, and in just that pure belief of we're practicing for a real band in our living room, even if they are a real band. Like, there was a time where they were in that stage of just pure childhood belief. When Tyler and Josh were nothing but children. <laughs> you know, like, isn't that so cute to think of? And they actually made it happen. So then we have Jordan, Josh's brother, sitting in the background. And um, I really like how a lot of pieces in this video mirror each other. Nugget is looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> anyway, she's sitting in the windowsill, so you can picture that too. But yeah, so Jordan is sitting in the back, and I think... I personally, having grown up as siblings, I always associate siblings with nostalgia, not because <laughs> that sounds weird because it's like, but they're still around. 
but I feel like for me, like, I was always hanging out with my next-door neighbors and also my siblings when they were around, and so siblings also just remind me of that, like, pretending and playing and constantly hanging out that I associate with childhood and that this this music video does a really good job of showcasing where it's just you hang out with your friend all day and do whatever you want and also your siblings are usually there so I really liked that nostalgia piece um but I also really like that he's listening and vibing to the music and really showcasing that even in this naive time your siblings can really believe in you and believe in your goals and support you wholeheartedly and obviously your parents too but I really like that it's that conjoined belief and effort exemplified and so then at the end of the chorus he says and now we're stressed out and it cuts to Josh and Tyler on the curb with their juice boxes um and yeah Tyler asks if he wants to go to his house and Tyler says er, Josh says yes a very nostalgic and childhood concept I think in a way though in the context of them not being children there's like simultaneously the representation of the childhood but also like the awkward contrast of the reality of where they're actually at at the time of this video and the actual lifestyle that they do have um and so in that way I I feel like this cutscene is kind of like them numbing and avoiding the truth of like what they just sang about and being stressed out and so instead of having to grapple with these hard things, they're just gonna, like, put their heads down, have their juice boxes, go hang out, do something different. As soon as the lyrics start getting real, I just thought it was interesting that it cut to something different, as if it was too much to bear. And on the other side, I can also see this cut scene as nostalgia as a whole, um, and wanting to prioritize childlike things as being seen as immature for adults. There's so much beauty, I've probably gone on a similar tangent before, but there's so much beauty that we can learn and emulate from children, and even like hobbies, like I don't think there's always necessarily like right and wrong or mature, immature hobbies. Um, there's always right and wrong ways to indulge in something, but um, as far as like activities themselves or snacks themselves or whatever, you know, like everything's fine in moderation. And I just, this type of thing always gets me up, up in arms because, you know, there's always that type of person who would watch something like this and be like, that's immature. What are you doing? Um, only kids drink juice boxes or want to go hang out at their friends for a long time or maybe not necessarily that, but I think you know what I mean. Adults just want to label everything either mature, immature, and, and I think it's just a pride thing. We're so easily prideful of wanting to feel like we're better than others or that we spend our time better or whatever it is, whatever insecurities that we're trying to mask, we're constantly projecting that. And in a way, this is kind of turning it on its head and being like, actually, no, like we value the more innocent, pure things and not having to just be weighed down by insecurities or calories you know if we're talking about like juice boxes or, or anything like that you know like we don't all just have to be fixated on the stresses of adult temptation like we can also just have healthy relationships with all of these kinds of things 
Moving on into verse 2, they're headed over to Tyler's house, and I love that Josh is wheeling his drums behind him. Also, I wanted to say, I don't know if anyone else realized this because I didn't until I just did my analysis, but these are called adult big wheels, and they actually have a link in the description to buy them. (laughs) So, if you're interested in one of their big wheel tricycles, you gotta check out their YouTube video and the link in the description. So, that's our um, advertisement for the day. (laughs) Yeah, really the only thing I noted from verse 2, again, you know, compared to the amount of lyrics, the video is very simple, but Tyler lifts his hand when he says, I'd probably only sell one. And I think, again, not only is he holding up one just because it's a literal translation, but it's also putting the black on his arm into focus and as a focal point of that shot in the film and i think not only is it representing insecurity in this particular image but specifically loneliness of probably only selling one and not having everyone being able to relate to the exact experience and feeling a little more isolated because of that so then back into the chorus we are in a similar but parallel setting we're in tyler's bedroom now i loved seeing like all his like trophies and things on the wall from growing up in sports and this time we have zach tyler's older brother listening and exhibiting the same support as jordan did in the previous scene so i really liked the way those paralleled one another and the support of family is always so important when doing anything pure as a child or a genuine thing like 21 pilots as an adult then we go to the bridge and we have tyler and josh laying in these lying sorry lying laying versus lying quick grammar lesson lay is when you set something down and lie is when you put yourself down so if you're talking about someone's body it's they're lying there yeah, that's as far as my lesson's gonna go because people easily get confused with the past tenses. <laughs> so um, I won't bore you. But yeah, so they're lying on their beds and their families are standing over them. I thought it was so a little too perfect that their families are the exact same size. Um, but I also was cracking up watching this part because I was like watching each of them. And after kind of watching each of the family members in this scene i feel like tyler's dad is overacting the most <laughs> it was cracking me up because from the little that i know about him that just seems very uncharacter for him so i was just enjoying myself watching each of them and their eyes are closed on the bed at first i was seeing this as like playing pretend and not seeing reality um but that was too metaphorical because it's just them being asleep <laughs> But because of the bridge and, you know, talking about the rocket ship and the contrast to wake up, you need to make money. Um, I did think the idea of them lying there pretending also made sense. I feel like there's multiple layers of them visualizing, pretending and imagining in this video um, with both the bedrooms and the beds. But sleep obviously makes more literal sense. And, of course, the families are standing behind. So then when they say wake up, you need to make money, it's the family waking them up. And I think mainly because family can be a huge driving factor, whether it's your immediate family or 
um, your marriage family, regardless of the type of extended family, um, but regardless of the type, I think family can be a huge driving factor and even pressure for conventionality um, and making sure that finances are stable and so I think it makes sense in the way, in that way that the families are the ones saying that. Um, not because they're not necessarily supportive, but there definitely is the weight of, like, if you want a, your own family someday or, or whatnot, like, you have to have a certain amount of savings or let alone, like, children, you know, like, providing for children. So I thought that made a lot of sense. But also in a, in a more positive way, like, your family would want to wake you up to reality to make sure that you're being successful, doing what you need to do, like spurring you towards good things rather than sleep, which is always a negative thing for 21 Pilots. Again, because of the money line, it it wakes them up, snaps them out of their stupor, and makes them aware that, oh, like we can't just do whatever we want because there's also like financial limitations and things and kind of feeling stuck in between those tensions go on a whole art rant there but I'm not going to and so then it goes into this cute little highlight of the sisters the fathers the mothers and the brothers and and it kind of reminded me of in high school I was in the chorus for Fiddler on the Roof um, which at the very beginning highlights like the same thing so I don't know that it necessarily was posted but I immediately thought of that but on the other hand I think it's just you know, highlighting different family members for me is, again, builds into the nostalgia, um, specifically when when you're thinking of, like, when everyone used to live together, because obviously not everyone lives together anymore, and um, just getting to see everyone every day, and just walk across the hall to your sibling's room, or, you know, always have that constant companion, even if you're not with your friends. Obviously, that's me with sibling bias. I know there's plenty of only children out there, but yeah, I like that they they highlighted each. And also because of that, like there's always innately a family role, not necessarily because everyone like has to fulfill a certain stereotype or anything, but yeah, brothers relate differently than sisters, relate differently than each fathers and mothers sometimes. And the point being like, there can also be a pressure of like having a role to play and how does that fit into goals and dreams and all of that and then it flits between a bunch of their old pictures which i thought was cute so then with the outro it shifts and this is really when blurry face comes in as we know by the vocals in the song Tyler has red contacts, which I believe is to signify that he's no longer Tyler in that moment, but he's blurry face talking. Finally, Josh is drumming on the road, and Tyler walks away from him, and I think this is kind of showing that as blurry face is mocking, he's also dragging Tyler into isolation and away from others, and even potentially, like, distrust because there's that shame or that frustration of the tension between what you want to do and what you have to do and yeah I think it's a very kind of apprehensive ending to the video but I think it really symbolizes the song well of course I think 
I think compared to a lot of the other videos so far, this was maybe the most literal video to the lyrics, which makes sense because I feel like it's generally a very narrative heavy song, um, more than abstract, but yeah, I feel like the vast majority of it is like a great analysis of a lot of things we've talked about, you know, like with Slow Town, it was a lot about how adulthood becomes wanting to rush you, and with Stressed Out, it's more like adulthood wants to stress you out, um, and it wants to make you insecure in a lot of ways. It's hard not to be when everyone around you is insecure, stressed out about things, like, for example, I will hear about health problems a lot in different people's lives, and so it's, it's hard not to feel pressure of, like, everyone's, if, if this many people are talking about health problems, does that mean I need to be talking about that too? Or, like, it's not even necessarily a conscious thing, but I think it's easy to not be aware of how the negative things that you're talking about could pressure others into having the same stressors when they don't need to. And obviously not that you need to either. Like, we, we are told to give over our cares um, and our burdens. But yeah, there's definitely a tons of things vying for our stress and our anxiety and obviously our insecurity, but God pulls up next to us every day in his big wheel. <laughs> and he said, you know, I can just, you can hand that to me, like Josh dragging his drums behind him, and you can just go on pedal to hanging out with your friend and doing something creative and um, just basking in the way that I've designed you. Yeah, I really, I hope that, I hope that this discussion can inspire you to find ways to be less stressed, and, you know, for me lately, I've realized, like, I am putting way too much pressure on myself to do 50 trillion to-dos all the time, and, like, I'm sure my, my schedule's a bit busier than than in the past because I have like a consistent thing on Mondays and I have I think about a whole year now I've had a consistent Sabbath one day of the week so because of that I think it can feel like there's more to do because the time for my to-dos is shortened to like five days a week instead of like spreading them out between like seven days normally or at least pre-Sabbath um but I've I really appreciated Sabbath but yeah, because of that, I I feel like I'm I'm much too consumed by to dos and like it's it's a Friday right now and it's the weekend. I don't need to be consumed by to dos. Can just stop and slow down. And I think because I can be perfectionistic and because I can put a lot of pressure on myself, it's really easy for me to overwork myself when I'm alone. And I think because of that, I've I've found myself much more easily lately only truly relaxing when I'm with other people because when I'm up by myself I put pressure on myself like well I have to do this this and this before I can relax and so by the time I do the things it's like well I need to sleep <laughs> so it's definitely something that I'm praying about and trying to get better at because I don't want a to-do list my entire life away that's horrible I would not wish that for anyone there's so many more things that I am worthy of, especially relaxation. That being said, please let me know if you have any prayer requests. Um, I feel like I haven't said that enough, but you're always welcome to email me with prayer requests. I am always happy to pray for you guys, let alone like know 
what's going on for you and um, if any of the messages that I'm giving to you guys is hitting you in any particular way yeah I know I know it can be a lot scarier but um, just know that if you ever want to um, you don't have to just email me about the band but you can also email me about like if the actual content is resonating with you for some reason so yeah I feel like there was something else I wanted to say oh um because I was talking about being like too busy by myself something I will recommend that I have learned though at least for myself and possibly for you too is I used to always have a day of the week that or sorry I used to always have a day of the weekend which I don't know if you realize but the weekend's only two days really and then like a little bit of Friday um for most working adults and so I used to always have like one weekend day be chores and so then it was like my weekend was only like a day and a little bit more than a day but I've found it's way less stressful to try to do as many chores as you can during the week prior to the weekend I've found that that just makes me enjoy the weekend so much more like I still again as I've already said have strides to go still with putting less pressure on myself but it's definitely helped to have the vast majority of my chores be during the week like every Thursday I'll vacuum declutter you know do my dishes Wednesday like Wednesday or Thursday I feel like Wednesday and Thursday are usually my different types of cleaning days get groceries and so the main thing of anything chore wise I do on the weekend is um laundry so anyway I would highly recommend it's helped me not be so I guess resentful when I did that for so long I was like I I hate this I don't like my weekends because half of it is cleaning and also if you spread it out it makes it way less daunting because you're not doing like five cleaning things in the day you're just doing like max two yeah that's my that's my tip if you're not already doing that so anyway me getting on a random spiel um, not related to the band, but I mean, maybe that's okay. Maybe you appreciate that. Let me know if you want more of that type of little, little chatty bits about resonances. I mean, I feel like I try my best to ha- to bring in my resonances with the songs and videos and whatever I'm talking about, but yeah, let me know if there's ever, ever anything specific, any type of advice you would ever want me to share on a podcast or something, or if you know, like, some type of advice would be relevant for a certain podcast, please let me know because I definitely don't know everything and I'm not claiming to, but I, I've had a lot of different life experiences, um, spiritually and otherwise, and so I'm always willing to share what I can with younger people if you are ever interested, so, and older. I mean, not to say you can't, you can always offer things to people older than you too, but it's going to be more likely that people younger than me don't know some of the things I know and I guess I mostly say that too because I used to be a teenager and college age obsessed with bands all the time so I particularly resonate with that group of people so that spiel over I want to hear from you you can email entrenchpodcast at gmail.com with a written account of your 21 pilot story or your favorite memories you have related to the band You can also reach out with an episode request if you want to analyze a song, video, or album with me. And if you would like to contribute to the analysis we've already covered, you can join the pod... 
the podcast Facebook group by searching Entrench Podcast Group. I think that's the first time I've messed up my outro. So like, that's pretty good. Over 50 podcasts. I only just messed up. You can find Entrench on Podbean, Verbal, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. On Instagram, you can find me at Entrench underscore pod. I look forward to hearing from you, and I genuinely mean that. Tune in next time for Ride. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive, and remember, Entrench, you're not alone.